0: you to take your Bibles this morning. <laughs> I want to read several passages of Scripture. And we'll receive uh, the tithes and offering towards the end. And I'm going to give an altar call and then we'll do communion. So we've got plenty of time. Amen. First Chronicles, chapter 4, because you might not understand what's happening here, but I'm about to explain it to you. And verse 9, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because of him, I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on God of Israel, saying, Oh, that God would bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thy hand might be with me, and that thou would keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him what he requested. So, of course, that circulated. Many people call it, you know, the prayer of Jabez. People talk about enlarging their territory. But many people have applied that in the natural for their ministry, their business, their family, whatever. But the way God does any enlargement It always takes place in you first. An enlargement of what God wants to do in your life cannot take place outside if it hasn't happened in here. That's why you will see the testimony with every person that the Lord would use. that would say, I had the Lord touch me in a profound way and God spoke to me, and then they embarked on that adventure to do what they felt, even though they didn't understand it. Because when God touches you, you're not going to understand everything. You say, why? Because he's God. We're not talking about meeting somebody, some professor, some teacher, or whatever. you talk talking about the creator of heaven and earth who knows exactly why you're here on the earth. He created you. So if you're going to see what he's promised you and you're going to see it come to pass, then you're going to have to let him do the work in you so that he can do the work through you. And I I try to tell even our students and um, all those now, of course, school just started this last week. Let me just say this the greater the work the Lord does in you, the greater the work he's going to do through you. Somebody said, well, how does he do the work in me? Somebody said, well, I'll study this. I'll get around positive people. And all that is great. But let me tell you right now, that's a mental aspect. I'm talking from the spiritual side. There's people that are walking around, bless their hearts. They have a very big head, but their spirit is very skinny, very tiny. Are you with me? So, There comes a time when even what you know in your head can't even answer the questions because there's certain things that you can only grab with your heart, especially when it comes to the things of God and His Word and the things of the Spirit. Because we're up against a spiritual battle, we're not just up against some mental battle. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or common to man, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds which are imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ Jesus. The only way you can do that is by the strength on the inside of you that comes only from God. So we can take, we can eat all the right food, all the organic food, we can drink everything that's pure and we can have all the vitamins and we can strengthen ourselves, we can work out in a gymnasium So you have a six-pack here, you know what I'm talking about, and um, not here, here. And you can have muscle and all that kind of stuff, but in your spirit, you're weak. On the outside, you look strong, but in your spirit, you're weak. And what God is building is strong people in the spirit. That's what the river is all about. You're not going to be blown over here and blown over there, and then you don't know what to do. None of you are going to run around and go, I don't know what to do. Because you are connected to heaven. He's made his home on the inside of you, and the Holy Spirit has come to live on the inside of you. Now, if you go over to uh, John chapter 7 and verse 37, Jesus said, In the last day of the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirstily him come unto me and drink, he that believeth on me, as the Scripture said, out of his belly or innermost being will flow rivers of living water. A river is huge. Are you with me? John chapter 4, you know we talk about a well. That's when you get saved. you got a well. But when you get the baptism and the Holy Spirit, you get a river. You get a river. And that river flows out of you. And if you know anything about rivers, major rivers impact whole nations. And I believe that there are major rivers sitting here this morning that God will use to impact your state, your town, your city, your village, and even your nation if you come from a foreign field. Now, flip over to Acts chapter 2. In verse 1, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly, everybody say suddenly. suddenly. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind filled with the house where they were sitting. They appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other the tongues and the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. When this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these who speak Galileans, and how are you every man in our tongue wherein we were born. Parthians and Medes, Elamites, dwellers in Mesopotamia, in Judea, Cappadocia, in Pontus and Asia, Pergam, Pamphylia, in Egypt and parts of Libya, about as uh, Cyrene, strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? What meaneth this? Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine, which is what we were just a few moments ago. But Peter, standing up at the leaven, lifted up his voice, and said, "You men of Judea, all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known that you hearken to my words. These are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that. Yeah. This is that." which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and on my servants and my handmaids i pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor and smoke, and the sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, which we've had a lot of blood moons lately, Before the great and notable day of the Lord come, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, the man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. Now, so Jabez Jabez prayed, Lord, would you please bless me? Now, that was under the Old Testament. Now think about this. We're not not actually living under the Old Testament. Not that you can take many things that are written in there and claim them for yourself, because it was for God's people anyway, and you are God's people. We under the New Covenant. In the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's become a new creature. All things are passed away; all things have become new. So something happens when you get born again. Suddenly Jesus comes and makes his home on the inside of you. Now. We know that Jesus is not on the earth today. How many know where he is? He's at the right hand of the Father. Where's God? He's on his throne. He hasn't fallen off. He's not confused. He hasn't read too many end time prophecy books and become confused. He's not, he knows exactly what's going on. He's not walking around heaven holding his back saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. My arthritis is killing me. I don't have a patch. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And uh, Jesus, you know, has got the latest strain of COVID. And we've just had a mosque, many of the angels. And I've got to hop the pearly gate because I've got to make a payment on the throne room tomorrow. And there's Rodney, he's believing for all of this to happen and everything that he's going to build. And he's praying and calling in the money for the harvest. And uh, doesn't he know I'm already hurting? You would think if you talked to some people that God was about to quit. <laughs> he's not, he, he, one man said to me, he said, God's really angry. I said, I don't know. I just talked to him a second ago. He was very happy. He sits in the heavens and he laughs. Amen. Not angry. Somebody said, Jesus is weeping. Um, no. That's the shortest scripture in the Bible. He did weep, but he's not weeping anymore. He's praying for you. That's why you're going to make it because he's praying for you. Somebody said, somebody said, who's praying for you? Jesus is praying for you. Now, if you go to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, then you'll see that this is not something that we have to go and pray what Jabez prayed, enlarge my territory in that way, but we If you understand, the Lord has already done this. This is just something that you have to receive. It says here, Ephesians 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He's already blessed you. You're not going to be blessed. You already are blessed. You're already blessed. You're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. You're blessed in the city and you're blessed in the field. You're blessed in the country. You're blessed lying down. You're blessed getting up. And you're actually not out there looking for blessings. Blessings out looking for you. I'm not out there looking for blessings. Blessings out looking for me. Uh, I'm not out there looking for blessings. Blessings out looking for me. Uh. So what's going to happen this week? It's going to be a week of blessings. Somebody said, no, no, you're making this stuff up. Have you seen what the news says? Have you seen what's going on? Who cares? Have you seen what the Bible says? Have you seen what the Word of God says? Monday shall be blessed. Tuesday will be blessed. Wednesday shall be blessed. Thursday shall be blessed. Friday shall be blessed. Saturday shall be blessed. Now, that doesn't mean to say you won't have problems come your way. There'd be problems come every day. But you just do this. And then you do that. And then you do this. You sidestep, you just keep moving right through. Blessed! I condemn everyone in this room to extreme, excessive, abundant blessing. I sentence you. When people say, what's wrong with you? "Ah, I tell you, I went to that church and he condemned me to blessing. I don't know what happened. I'm just blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And blessings are coming on you and overtaking you. But you've got to let God do this on the inside here. Some said, well, I don't really understand it. Look, you know, the Lord will increase your heart. Unfortunately, God does not hand out brains. <laughs> you no, know, if you come in the prayer line, you're not going to leave with more brain capacity. <laughs> Whatever brains you have is what you've got. But when your spirit kicks in, it will override, and you learn to live out of the mind of the spirit instead of this mind, yeah, you live the mind of Christ, which you have on the inside of you. So when a problem comes instead of freaking out throwing up your hands i don't know what i'm going to do you look to the holy ghost on the inside of you and you say lord what do you want me to do he said ah it's nothing don't worry about it ignore it because the biggest insult you can give your enemies to ignore him because the scripture declares you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies so when you find yourself in the midst of your enemies there's a banquet table and the biggest insult you can do is sit down and eat at the banquet table while your enemies are raging at you and you just sitting eating. You've got these ribs and you're, you're just showering down and your enemy says, I'm here, I'm here! And you just keep eating. I'm just having a party in the presence of your enemies. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod right and your staff, they comfort me. So when I see many enemies, I'm always looking, I go, there's a banquet table over here. There must be a banquet table. There's too many enemies here. There has to be a banquet table. I'm looking for the banquet table of the Lord. And then you encourage yourself in the Lord. Somebody says, well, nobody's encouraging me. Yeah, you looked at yourself in the mirror and scowled at yourself this morning. should be ashamed of yourself. That's you. It's you. Yeah, when you looked again in the mirror, it was still you. And you, you can get everything done cosmetically to yourself. You can lift your face. You can have so many face lifts, you can't lift them anymore, you have to drop your chest. The <laughs> bottom line is this. It's not the outward, it's the inner man. Are you with me? It's the hidden man of the heart. Say this on me. Blessed be the Lord God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Somebody say, Yeah, but that's in heavenly places. Yeah, but the Bible says in Ephesians that he's raised us up together with Christ and that right now we are seated in heavenly places. Somebody said, No, I'm not. I'm here in Tampa. Here, physically, you are in Tampa, but spiritually, you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? So we said, well, that's a form of delusion. You think you're seated with Christ and him in him place? The people in the balcony should feel like they're really seated with Christ and him in heaven. place. Because you, you are a lot higher up than what we are. Well, let me tell you, those are the best seats of the house. The fact, I've sat up there. I slipped in here with a wig. Nobody knew it was me. (laughs) So this is something that he's already done. And what happens when the power of the Holy Spirit comes and God works on the inside of you, you feel the Lord enlarging you. He enlarges your territory. And that's what's going to happen to everybody here. That's what's happening even here today. Can you say amen? Who feels like something's happening on the inside? And that's so that you can accomplish heaven's purpose and heaven's plan for your life, for what he's called you to do. Can you say amen? Amen. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places and then the Bible says that the enemy is under your feet he's under your feet that's why don't talk to the devil up here devil I tell you he's, look down he's under your feet talk to him under there. right underneath your shoe That's why he told Joshua, every place the sole of your foot shall tread, I've given it unto you. So when people full of God, full of the Holy Ghost, go and you start walk, walking, you started to take territory and you do it by the words of your mouth because they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Can you say Amen. Don't let the enemy put in you what you, he wants you to say so that you end up speaking words of fear, doubt, unbelief, and death. Yeah. Shut your mouth. If you can't, ask your wife to slap you really hard. Somebody said, well, I'm a single. Then just take your hand, put it against your head like this, move it away far from your head as possible, and then bring it in in an ever-increasing velocity and slap yourself up the side of the head and say, no, that is not coming out of my mouth. The devil will cause circumstances to come around you to get that to come out of your mouth so you agree with those circumstances. But I'm telling you, whatever circumstance you are facing is changing by what is coming out of you as the river of God flows from your life. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I'm a new creature. I have a new identity. (laughs) The devil says, "Um, you and this person over here. I said, no, 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 you're wrong. You're so ill-informed. What variant do you have now? (laughs) He said, no, I know you. You did this and that. No, that person's dead, died when he gave his life to Jesus. I'm a new creature in Christ. That's why I don't even get around friends that want to remind you, hey, remember when we robbed that bank? Hey, do you remember when we pulled off that that bank heist? You go, I'm sorry, that person doesn't exist. You knew that person, but that person died the day I gave my life to Jesus. I'm I'm a new creature. I'm a new creature. I'm a new creature. I'm a new creature. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You've got a new identity. Now, just think about this for a moment. In the natural, you have five senses, okay? So you've got your seeing. I can see you now with my sense of seeing. You've got hearing. I can hear your cell phone ring. <laughs> you've got um, your taste. You taste things you don't like, what do you do? You taste stuff that is amazing, you go, hmm, I want more. you got feeling, you got touch, and then you have smelling, you can smell. You know, somebody said to me, one time you have a big nose, I said, I can smell things you can't smell. He said, you have a big nose. I said, "This sniffing I can smell things at hundreds of yards, man. <laughs> I was sitting in the pavilion, and, and, and I said to Pastor Eric, somebody's smoking. And it was somebody outside that was smoking. I could smell the stuff wafting, and the smell of my nose, and they're like... Mm. I can, I can smell religion at 500 yards blindfolded. I'm like a dog on point. In the spirit, you can see. You see what others can't see. You can hear what others can't hear. You can taste, which she said, "Oh taste and see that the Lord is good." That's what we were just doing. And it was good. It was very good. It was, um, really good. You take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, put that to get it. Oh, um, it's really good. <laughs> and then feeling. You could feel. You feel his presence. And then you can smell. You can smell when God's moving you somebody said we really need to have we really need to discern what 's going on. I can walk in the room I can tell you the lord's moving he 's not moving that 's the flesh that 's a demonic I know because i grew, i was i was raised in church I can, I can tell you that 's the Lord that's not the lord that 's a person acting that person's playing the game I just you know i don 't need like I don't need it. everybody bring your special measurement things. Let's connect them. We've got, we got a big discerner here to try to find out what do you discern? I don't discern. Do you discern? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe it's gone. You, you know. People get all weird about this stuff. Like weird. Like you know? <laughs> They set out on this journey and they go nowhere. It's some spiritual Sputnik thing that gets lost in space. (laughs) I hear the Russians just crashed into the moon. (laughs) The Russians crashed into the moon. They, They crashed. They went to the moon and crashed. I'm sorry. They crashed into the moon. So I would say it's a red moon. (laughs) So you have to ask yourself today, what what am I seeing? What am I seeing? Are you seeing what the devil's saying for you? Are you seeing the devil's plan or are you seeing God's plan? Okay, so let me just, I've got to. I want to wrap this up here quickly. Tonight, I'm going to continue and finish this up. But let me just say this. This is very important. I want you to listen carefully. Back in 2019, I remember standing right here at the October Minister's Conference. I was on the platform. And I said to everybody, next October, I'm going to tell you about the next 10 years. I remember that. And of course, I had no clue. I knew something was coming down, but I didn't know exactly what was about to happen. 2020 arrives, suddenly I get arrested. Mug shot and all. Uh, <laughs> handcuffed, thrown in the pen, and uh, thrown in the clink. <laughs> and uh, it took away took time, but I did did the tunnel and came out the other side. No, just teasing. I was in about 40 minutes, as people know, but fell asleep in the cell. But that whole year I was praying and I said, God, you better help me with something because last October I told everybody this October I'm telling everybody about the next 10 years. Well, then I had that open vision in March the 17th when the fire came in my room. It was a it was, a, um, it was a whirlwind of fire that came in my room at, uh, whew, at 10 past 2 in the morning. And it came straight towards me. And when it came straight towards me, it went into me. And then out of my mouth came these words, the end is not yet. The end is not yet. I'm sifting my people. I'm separating the wheat from the tares, the profane from its whole, the from what's real. And I purify my bride because they're not ready for my coming. And I love them so much, I'm going to get them ready for my coming. And there was many other things I can't talk about right now because I won't take too long. And then it disappeared because when and looked down, there was the earth. Covering the earth was a gauze curtain, which I knew was the phantom the plague of fear. They're plagued men where they won't even go out of their houses. And I was shaking, and my hand moved it off the earth. The earth was clear, and I heard the Lord say, I, the Lord your God, will do this work, and I don't care who's in the White House or who's in this agency or that. Well, the agency is the who. So it came October, ministers' conference. Thursday night is the night that we shared the vision. And I didn't know what to say. Adonica, I said, I, I'm really going to hear from God today. And she went to go get her hair done. I thought, that's very great. I mean, couldn't you just tarry with me one hour and pray with me? No, she has to go get her hair done. So I'm left alone. I'm left alone on the bus. Now I'm, I'm, I'm praying, no, God, please. Lord, you have to tell me I can't. I'm not making up anything. I will just tell people I'm wrong. I don't care. I'll get up. I'll just tell people I'm. I'm, I'm wrong. I, I, I said, I'll tell you about the next 10 years. I have, I, don't, I have no clue. I'll just tell the people that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to, I won't get up and say if I'm wrong, I'm not going to make stuff up. You're not going to say the Lord told you and he didn't, which a lot of people do, and then, they, then God's always making mistakes. Like all these people prophesied Trump would be back in the White House, you know. Then they even said, no, he's still in charge. I said, well, tell him he's doing a terrible job if he is in charge. (laughs) Whatever. And it's all because they're trying to make the prophetic thing work. That's not how it works. It doesn't work that way. God doesn't make mistakes. So I'm praying, and I'm, Lord, tell me. Tell me what's going to happen the next 10 years. I have to tell the people tonight. And nothing, nothing zero, zilch, nothing, donut hole, <laughs> nothing. And I thought maybe a fire will come in the bus and the Lord will speak to me and what? nothing. I'm sitting there going, great, this is just great. <laughs> and I said, God, you have to help. And I heard the Lord laugh. He was laughing and he laughed at me. <laughs> Do you know that most times when God speaks to me, he's laughing at me? He did, because we are ridiculous yeah. when it comes to a lot of stuff, even because we, even though we tried to, we tried to reason with him, but we see things so, we, 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 we see things so small. Yeah. So I said, Lord, you have to tell me. And the Lord was laughing and, and he said, and he said, oh, you, I went, me? He said, yes, you. I said, what do you mean me? He said, well, tell the people there's an election in November. Tell them there's another one four years from then. And tell them there's another one four years from then. That means in the next 10 years, there's three elections. Tell them I don't care who's in the White House or who's in this age or that. Tell them to do only what I tell them to do. Tell them to get married, have children, buy property, build houses, start companies, launch, go global, do whatever I tell you to do, I will be with you as I have with my people for the past 2,000 years and I went that's it that's it and I was like that was quick And I got up and went and ate a steak I was happy and we came in here that night There were standing room only we didn't have the balconies of course people were outside and it was packed and I got up and a gift of faith hit me I preached for five hours and the power of God hit this place and when I shared it, was like everybody, that's it. That's it. It doesn't matter about the next 10 years. That's 2029. Somebody said, what's going to, what are you going to do in 2029? In October 2029 20, at the conference, I will tell you about the next 10 years. But you don't have to worry about it. I'm, I know what's going to happen here yeah, for the body of Christ, now for the church, okay? And the world, things are going to get worse in the church. You're going to go from glory to glory, and the Lord will preserve you, and you're going to accomplish heaven's purpose and plan. So when I looked again, the clock said 20 to 2 in the morning. This is like into the early hours of Friday morning. And suddenly I, I thought they were playing tricks on me. I thought, you've adjusted the clock. How did it go from 7? Well, I got up just after 8, 8.30. It's 20 to 2 in the morning. Nobody's left. And I felt sorry for the people because we got a service at 9.30. So I think, man, you should let the people go sleep a little bit. We had one or two, there was nobody dozed off. I mean, I'm telling you, it was, it was fire all over the place. And so, I said to people, I said, you know, we didn't even took an offering tonight. Let's just receive an offering quickly, and then you go home and go to sleep. The offering that night was 285000 Who t- Who gets an offering of 285000 at tw- 22 in the morning? The next morning it was 300,000, The next nine, and then everything just blew apart. It just went to another level. I'm telling you, the, the, the provision began to come in. It was like God was already providing, but whatever began to happen, it was like a broken loose in the people. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter what happens this November or next November or the following November in 2028, it doesn't really matter. The Lord is with his people. And all God is requiring from you is to do only what he tells you to do. Don't go running off of some harebrained idea that somebody comes up with. Follow what's in your spirit and do what God is telling you to do. That's why it's important that you be connected with the Holy Ghost people and a Holy Ghost church. Are you with me? All you at the river you safe? people that are out of town. I mean, you, if, you, if a pastor doesn't even know what's going on, why are you sit and subject yourself to that? Tune in on Rodney on YouTube or revival.com. Find the link and watch what's going on here and let, the, let it get on the inside of you from the praise and worship through everything. Let God come and saturate you. you. You can sit aside four hours on a Sunday morning. Don't tell me you can't sit People sit aside four hours to sit in an emergency room. A knife stuck in them. Uh, what's your name? Uh, blood's coming out. Sorry, sir, you don't have insurance. The dude's dying. He's got a knife stuck in his head. They still want him to fill out forms. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, we can't help you here. I've got a knife in my head. I know, but we, we can't help you, here. Yeah? We're dealing with COVID. <laughs> We're dealing with COVID. This is not essential. (laughs) Who needed to hear this again today? That's why I'm going to keep repeating these things so that you keep encouraging yourself for the Lord. Somebody said, well, well, so what does that mean? Well, that means the rest of 23. I don't care what they, they can launch nuclear attacks. They can blow up whatever they want to. The righteous, the hand of God's on the righteous. Somebody said, yeah, but what if they blow up my city? Then you go to be with Jesus. It doesn't really matter. It'll be like a flash of light and then you're suddenly in heaven and you sing Jesus. It'll be great. It'll be great. You're not going to be, oh, no. You're not going to be, oh, crap. You're going to be hallelujah. You're going to be hallelujah. You know, <laughs> I, I went into healing school this week and I was explaining to all the people there about death. Death for the child of God is it's not bad. It's, you step into the glory of God. That means you're absent from your body, but you're present with the Lord. Are you with me? And everyone here is going to die at some point. Not today. <laughs> Not in the service. Are you with me? Unless your name's Ananias and your wife's name's Sapphira. But the bottom line is, nobody is dying here today. But death for the child of God is glorious. Not for the people left behind, because obviously you're going to miss the person. But let's say that if I went through that door, that would be death. Okay? And, and when you go through the door, you have to go by yourself. Okay? Are you with me? So, yeah, I'm going to go. On the other side for me is heaven. Yeah. So when you die, you die by yourself. So I'm gonna I'm gonna over-exaggerate the whole thing. So here you are. Everybody's saying goodbye, you're on your death, <clears throat> go <laughs> So you did, everybody's saying, and you and, and you going, Hallelujah! Ah, glory in Jesus! This is awesome! This is phenomenal! Everybody else is freaking out because you died. You're shouting on the other side. That's what people don't see. So, really, you got nothing. We have nothing to lose. That's why Paul said for us to live is Christ, to die is gain. So you're not going to be afraid of death from today. All fear of death goes from you. Somebody said, if I'm not afraid of dying, then you can live. Somebody said, you go there, you got to die. I say, I'm not dying, I'm not dead yet. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, how many have seen the developments that have taken place here the last two years, really, since June of 2021? I mean, when when we saw this construction on the pavilion and look at everything that the Lord's done. Isn't this amazing, the sanctuary and everything? (laughs) How many love the outside? Who loves the inside? Who prefers the outside? Who prefers the inside? Okay. So, all right, but we we swap backwards and forwards. We share and share alike. So you know, the Lord spoke to me because He told us to complete the 300 city tour. Somebody said, "What are you going to do when you finish around the cities? We'll go to 600 cities." I mean, yeah, We're not stopping. But 300 is a, you've got to aim at something. If you aim at nothing, you're bound to hit it. So you're nice. going for that. I think we're at 200 and, is it 202 or 212? What is it? I think 212. So we've got cities to hit, and we're going to hit cities even when we get back from Africa. We're hitting some places. We're going to hit California hard next year. <laughs> big yeah. time. I'm talking about big time and i'm just going to take instead of trying to argue with pastors trying to get the venues we're going to rent convention centers and just pack it out and that's what we're going to do so california california we'll, we'll come in there and there's other places that we're going to hit very hard but the lord be, is spoke, begin to speak to us about you know continuing what we're doing here enlarging our territory to make room for everybody that's coming when you see healing school it's packed out once a month which healing school is going to go to a daily thing where they'll just be healing school all the time. So we're working on that right now. And that's no charge. People come from all over with the incurable diseases and we pray for the sick. That's what healing school is about. From 9 to 3 every day, which I know we've been running on the schedule of 6. I mean, uh, um, 1 o'clock to 6 o'clock because of the stand at night and, and then Bible school in the morning because we don't have the facility. So we're about to build this next phase and every one of you will know the miracle that took place here with this building where I suddenly set the deadline and said we're opening up in the sanctuary on the 22nd day of January and <laughs> if you saw the building four days before there was no wage they were laying carpet here just before we went live the chairs weren't even packed down. we didn't even have a connection to the broadcast center they counted us down three two one and we went live and everything worked We didn't even do a sound check i mean it was supernatural it's the closest i've ever come to failing in my life but i knew we had to do it to make a statement in the spirit and what god did in five and a half months we paid 11.7 million cash and did everything that you see and it was supernatural everything's paid everything on this property is paid cash and we don't owe a dollar not one dollar and so that was, somebody said, well, you set the deadline. You didn't have to set the deadline, I know, but sometimes you need to make your own crisis. No, so you can push through it. If, if you don't set a deadline, well, that's a deadline. Somebody said, well, you, okay, you can move the deadline, but th- if, you, if you don't set it, you'll keep moving it out in perpetuity and you'll never accomplish. You have to say, by this date, this is where I'm going to be. And then you have to exercise your faith. Somebody said that's a full-time job. Yes, especially when you have to pray in $2 million every month over and above your budget, which is what we had to do here. Yeah, that's every two weeks, a million dollars. And I can't, I can't walk around here. We, we don't beg. How many know we don't beg? We just teach the word people give. And I can't walk in here. I can't walk in here on a Sunday and go, oh, people, just so you know, that's real. We're up against the, our backs against the wall. Somebody bring out the thermometer, yeah, and put the thermometer up. And we're doing a bake sale, then we're doing a rummage sale, and then we're doing a youth car wash and all that kind of nonsense. That's all just rubbish. Do you know how fat people have got building churches? Because they're eating Aunt Susan's pancakes. The number one contributed to the building of the church, $450, and it was Aunt Susan's pancakes. We're having a pancake sale. Seriously? We have to scrounge in and pancakes and, and rummage? Old, old rummage? A rummage sale. If God blesses his people, then the provision is with his people and the provision will come into his people. So how do you know what God's gonna bless you with over the next three months? How do you know? No, you know in the natural what is there, but you have no clue what's gonna be the subtleties of God and what God's gonna drop into your spirit just like that. You don't know, you don't know. In one week, it can, everything can go to another level. In one week. So here we are, we embark on the journey. The architects said we couldn't put the balconies. We fired them. They said it won't be you can't put balconies. They said, you fired. And they we're fired. And we 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 started building without plans. We had no plans. We started building. But uh, Tony's uh, amazing and, and just everything, what the Lord did, and this stuff is being done. This is like there's nothing in this building that's new. Every, the only oldest thing here is you. That's it. Now. But other than everything's brand new, the carpet we designed, everything is all state of the art, the best of the best. And so the next phase, which we're about to do, which is going to be 90,000 square foot of an atrium, because we've got to cover these areas because when it rains, a lake is picked up and thrown on your head. How many know if it rains, you can't even go just to your car; you're totally drenched. So we got to make provision for that and for the school, for the university, all the classrooms, for the school of government, the school of worship, everything, our Spanish school, and then the school of business, just the school of work, everything that God is doing here, gymnasium, I mean, the library, I mean, everything that we need to do here, and then the children's church, and then the youth facility, and then the 300 club for all the business people that are coming in, the restaurant that's coming, the Colony Institute, that we have here. you know that? I, I believe we don't know what the final registration is on, but I think we're going to close to be five, 550 right now. Over 550? About, about 550. And January's intake is another 150. So work that out. There's 550. That's close to 700 people on. Yeah. And then next intake, we have to make room. We've got to make room. Are you with me? So I said to the Lord, so if we did that in five and a half months, what's the next phase going to be? Well, it's 18 and a half million. So I said, Lord, I'm not going to try to do that in five and a half months because we've got cities to go to, we've got countries to go to. And I was praying about it. And I said, look, what are we going to do about this? How do we do the nations that you told us to go to and build the building? You know what he said to me? Focus on the nations. I'll take care of the building. Don't worry about it. So we drew up and you've seen me do this every week. I hold this up so you can see this is the whole layout and the draw, the budget and the draw schedule from really this started in June and here we are in August all the way to next October. So we're gonna dedicate the new facility next October. We're gonna dedicate it. Are you with me? And instead of, instead of praying in two million extra every month, it's just a million every month extra. And, and you know what? Since I announced it, every week the extra has been coming in for the million extra month. Without even a swear it's already happening. If you look at what's coming in, the extra is already there. It's taking place. It's just happening as God's blessing His people is taking place. So this is an adventure of faith altogether, because you see what God's doing. It's taking your faith to another level. And for you, will step out and do what God's called you to do. Build your house, build your company, build whatever. There's enough to go around. There's more than enough provision to fulfill your vision. Can you say amen? amen. There'll be four months out of the, the next 14 months that we p- apply 1.5 million to make up because you've got 14 months left. So it's a million a month, There's 14 million, but then you're going to make up the other. And so we'll make up the other in those four months, which are all around major conventions. So this is what's taking place. This is already happening. Things are already happening around you. The flagpole's going to be moving. We're already working on what's going to happen with the portables. And then you're going to see this structure. Play the video, and I'll walk you through it so that you can catch a hold. Why? Because God's enlarging our territory. Are you with me? And you're going to be walking in the enlarged territory that the Lord has provided. Roll, roll the clip of the the new atrium that's coming. A whole new front on the on the back side here. Second story above. Those are hurricane proof windows. Three panes. So that's the back side here. That what you're seeing there. See where the atrium is? See where the pavilion is? about five stories high, 4,300 window panes. The steel alone is 4 million. The panes are 6 million. And then we're going to air condition the whole place and then start building it out once we get in there. So we're going to dedicate that place next October. You will see the miracle. You will see the miracle take place right before your eyes and you will walk in it. Somebody said, Pastor, what about the awnings? The awnings will go on Studio B. All those awnings will not be lost, they'll just be moved over. There'll be no more rain outside and floods and slush and whatever, look at that. And inside there will be everything we need, the shops, the restaurants, places for business people to be, people coming and going. And of course, that gives us, over the next 14 months, opportunity to design everything that's gonna be. And it's gonna, it's gonna be like nothing you've ever seen. It's gonna be terrorist. You'll think you, think you came into an international airport. I promise you, when you walk in here, people are gonna walk and go. If you think you've been like, now, wait until you see what's coming. And all of this has already begun. I said all of this has already begun hallelujah according to this we already have everything that's needed for these first few months we already have it it's already there it's happening i said it's happening it's taking place so supernatural you'll watch it happen and the same thing will happen for you with your home with your business with everything that you're doing why What's happening in the surface is God's enlarging your territory on the inside, and you can see. And as you come along with us, as you hook in with what's happening here, God's taking you in the slipstream of it. You can't come around here and not have your faith touched. Like you go, wow, okay, we can do this. Who builds, who builds into doing two hurricanes? Two hurricanes, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year. Who builds during that time? And who's going to build, whether they want to lock down or whatever they want to do? Listen, we, we are continuing what God has called us to do. We cannot have a knee-jerk reaction to everything they do from Washington, D.C., are you with me? Do not conduct your life by every knee jerk reaction that's coming from the mainstream media and the press and coming out of Washington DC. You conduct your life, by what JC says, not what DC says. Can you say that? Hallelujah. Somebody said, I'm following JC. Say this on me, I'm following JC. I'm not following DC. So the Lord said to me, just focus on the cities and the nations and don't worry about the rest. Somebody said, well, why are you sharing? Because I want you to understand what's going on here. I want to take you on this journey with us. Because God's going to do the most amazing things with his people. The property that's going to come in your hands. I'm not talking about an acre. I'm talking about... Property, I'm talking about huge tracts of land. Property is going to come in your hands. <laughs> buildings, apartment buildings, complexes, houses, manufacturing, companies, companies. I'm speaking by the gift of faith right now. You shall excel. You will excel. You you will go over the top and excel. Hallelujah. Because everything we're doing, we're doing for the king. And because we're doing it for the king, we do it well. We do it well. We we demand excellence in everything that we do because we do it for the king. This is for king. Somebody said, you're wasting. Shut up. This is for the king. It's for the king. We do this for the king. Everything we do, we're not looking cheap. We're not going around. We get three quotes on everything, but it doesn't mean to say we take the lowest quote. We inspect everything that's been done. Is this the best quality? Is this thing going to fall apart after three years? Are you with me? demand excellence for your life for the people around you the people that entrusted to you demand excellence from yourself are you with me and do it with every fiber of your being so on that day you can stand there and he says well done well done so we said yeah but pastor all this is temporal i understand but even when the catching of the way church takes place we'll be gone for seven years and then we'll be back for a thousand years so it doesn't really matter if you are around these parts you can run the church you can run the pavilion but when i come back seven years later i'm taking it all back and i kick your butt because you were left behind anyway and if you are left behind you better know how to work the sound system and all the computers here because you wouldn't have the codes to access anything and so you'd be sitting here with a mega horn. We can bring all the backslidden people together. (laughs) And they'll sit there and say, Pastor Ronnie told us this was going to happen. We didn't believe him. We didn't believe him. Oh my God, what are we going to do now? (laughs) Too Too late. Too late. Now, don't look at me like you're one of them. I make mention people said that (laughs) What what in the world? (laughs) And then to all the ministers that are based on it, everything that you do all of your meetings, all of your crusades, everything that you do, you're going to go to another level. There's people sitting here, God's going to give you an aircraft, you're going to have planes, you're going to have every, everything that you need to get the job done. Everything. And let me tell you, do not apologize for what God does. Do not stop for one second and apologize to the people for what God doing. If they want to argue, tell them to argue with the Lord. you just obeying God. Every day you're getting up and doing what God tells you to do. And the blessing is on your life. You don't have to cry for it. You don't have to beg for it. You are blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. And if you have what you have, the resources to use it. People are sitting on it and let me tell you, one day you wake up the banks, are, they're gone. There's no money. Everything's gone. Digitally, whatever. You know, one EMP fries every circuitry. You can't even access your laptop. That's why I tell people your faith has to be dependent upon the Lord. During the hurricanes, there were people with 10, 15 million dollar mansions in Naples walking the street that couldn't get food. We were feeding The down and out of the up and out. Because there was no ATM to get cash. Their credit cards wouldn't work anyway, and there was no food anyway. And they didn't have water, so we gave them water. Thank you so much. I feel so bad. They got black American Express credit cards. You know, they can buy cars. They can buy Lamborghinis with their credit card, but they couldn't even get food. They couldn't get water. But when you realize where the true riches are, they're on the inside, and no one can take it from you. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. How many are on this journey with us in faith as we watch what God does here? How many of you are going to another level today? How many are letting the Lord expand you? And expand this territory, and I don't mean that by natural, physical uh, territory, you understand what I'm saying? Because my territory used to be expanded, and the Lord had to shrink that. Are you with me? Which I'm happy about. But, on the inside, on the inside, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Can you say amen? Praise God. So let me give you an opportunity right now quickly just to sow, do whatever God tells you to do with your tithe and offering. Follow the Lord. Let me pray. Father, thank you for your people, not only here, but those watching my way of television as they give. Bless them beyond measure. Thank you, Lord, for increase in their life on every side. This next week shall be a supernatural week (laughs) of heaven's rain and heaven's flood that comes upon them. Let every blessing of heaven overtake them and give them that which they have been crying out for. And I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. I want you to just bow your heads, close your eyes across this room. And I want to give an invitation here today. If you fit into any one of these three categories, maybe you came here today, you've never given your life to Jesus. You've never said, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. I want to give that opportunity for you to do that today. Maybe you're sitting here and you say, Pastor, I'm not sure of my salvation. I don't know. If I die right now, I have no clue. I've grown cold. I've allowed the things of the world to come in. I've compromised. And I don't want to compromise. I don't want to compromise. And from this day, I'm going all in with Jesus. I've been sitting on the fence. But from this day, I will not sit on the fence anymore. You determine it. You reach to him, and then he reaches you. God waits for you. He's never moved. He stands with arms right open. He says, come. Come to me, all you that labor in the heavenly, and I'm going to give you rest. Come. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. If you're carrying a burden that is heavy, and the yoke is hard, that's religion. Jesus' yoke is easy, and his burden is light light. And he calls you today. Maybe there's something hidden that you've never dealt with, pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, the hidden things. You've got to let it go today. Maybe something outward everyone can see and you say, well, what's the use? They already know what a bad person I am. But God takes people that are in the worst situation ever, and he flips it around. He takes your mess and makes it a message that will touch the lives of other people. If you just surrender, it's all about surrender and humbling yourself. Maybe you hear, you say, Pastor, I was serving the Lord. I was going great, and then a storm came against my life, a sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job, something happened. It it took the wind out of my sails. I couldn't even breathe. A lot of storms came in the last four years. But the Lord says, I'm the peace in the middle of the storm. Listen to the testimonies today. How is it that somebody could be in a male institution two years ago, and now they're trembling preaching? Only God. Listen to the testimony of the precious lady that testified and the guilt and all the stuff from the past. And then Jesus came and changed it. Now she has peace. Maybe that storm, a sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job, whatever it is. But today, the Lord will restore you. And then lastly, maybe you here, you say, I love the Lord with all my heart, but I I don't have the assurance. i see people around me, they're assured of their salvation, but I, I don't have that. And I want that assurance. I want to know when I walk through that door that I'm entering into glory. And I will hear these words, well done. If that's you, if you fit in any one of these three categories, I want to pray with you for you right where you are. Quickly, just slip your hand up. Say, pray for me. Thank you. Up at the balcony, the, the, the north balcony. On this side of here, thank you. Thank you. In the middle here, thank you. Thank you. Up in the west balcony, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Over there. Over there. Yes. This side here, underneath the the south balcony, up in in the south balcony, just slip your hand up right now. Just say, yes, Lord, yes. That's me. That's me. I'm not leaving this room the same way I came. I'm walking from this place totally changed, and whatever I carried, I buried today, is behind me. It's over. It's finished. It's finished. You may put your hands down. I want you on, to look at me on this side over here, under the overhang and up in the north balcony. If you want to be included in the prayer, we're going to pray right now. You didn't raise your hand yet. Quickly, just pop your hand up right at the back. Another hand over here. Anybody else? You want to be included? Another hand back there. Up in the balcony. Just raise your hand. I used to do that when there was no balcony. I kept saying there's people on the balcony and everybody looked at me like well, I was crazy. But I could see what other people couldn't see. This floor here. And up in the, in the west balcony, if you didn't raise your hand but want to be included, put your hand up right now. Say, include me. Right there, right there, another hand in the balcony. Slip it up high and say, yes, Lord, thank you. Right under the overhang there. Anybody else, quickly, just slip your hand up this side under the south balcony, in the south balcony. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. I want every person that raised your hand to stand together right now. Stand. All across this room, stand. Every person that raise your hand. Stand right now, stand, all across this room, stand. Stand right now. I'm gonna ask that you come from where you are, come. They will, they'll bring you down from the balconies, come. Come, and then come down here, come stand around the altar. We're gonna to pray together, come. Today's your day of salvation, freedom, deliverance. You're coming back, and you're never going back to what the enemy has for you. Today is a new day. Today is a new day. Today is a brand new day for you. Come, we'll wait for you. There's others God's calling quickly come. Get up from where you are and come. I said'll we'll help you. We'll wait for you as you come from the balcony I have decided to follow Jesus. I have, I have decided to follow Jesus. To follow Jesus. No, turning back. No, turning back. no turning back. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning, no turning back. No turning back. No turning back. You could take the whole world but give me Jesus. You could take the whole world. Give me, Jesus. God, give me, Jesus. You can take the whole world. The whole world. But give me, Jesus. God, give me, Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. listen carefully, I've had the privilege of doing this in 88 countries 43 years and then I never take this lightly to people that go to church, oh it's a call, he gave a call but this is somebody's mother, somebody's aunt, somebody's uncle, somebody's brother somebody's cousin and these are people that are important to the Lord, every single one of you That's why he died on Calvary. He died with you in mind. And I just counted the honor to even be able to carry this gospel to the nations of the world. Because he loves people so much. He loves you so much. And so because he loves us, we surrender. We can't earn that. We can't buy that love. We surrender. So I want you to close your eyes. Raise your right hand to heaven pray this after me you that are watching my television pray this together say father I come to you in the precious name of your son Jesus Lord you said in your word if I confess with my mouth Jesus is my Lord and my Savior and I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead I will be saved so right now, I confess, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in the heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And you're coming back again for me. From this day on, I'll never be the same again. I confess, Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith in the finished work of the cross and by the shed blood of Jesus, I'm saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me now. Now, Father, I pray that you would seal that now by your blood and by your spirit that on that day not one would be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God and use them to impact this generation. I break every bondage, every addiction, every curse, Every assignment of hell against your life is broken from this moment. And I send you back. I'm talking to the enemy. I send you back into the desert place where you belong. And you will torment them no more. And from this day, the hand of the Lord shall be upon you. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown or for additional resources, visit revival.com.